This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode number 39 for Monday, August 30th, 2010. My name is Tyrell. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by GoToMeeting, gotomeeting.com slash techpodcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the next edition and the next installment of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the, the weekly show where we talk about everything from the world of geek, you know, neat devices, video cards, hardware, processors, you name it. And we also talk things in the world of gaming, because we're gamers and we love to game. Uh, we love Xbox 360, PC, John's Nintendo Wii. No, he doesn't have a Wii. Well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I am the I'm the super geek. My name is uh, Chase Nunes, and I'm very happy to have you here. Uh, joining us in this cast tonight, as we record this an hour and fifteen minutes late, because for once I'm not having the technical issues. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, we have we have mm-hmm. Mr. John Kessler, our entertainment manager. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Oh sorry. Once oh. you point that ma- a mic towards your mouth, it is. Well, it okay here. Yeah. There, is that better? Yeah, that's better. All right. There you go. John Castor, our entertainment's manager. And uh, how are you doing, John? Good. And uh, you have you have something over there on camera number two. Three, three two, nine, two. seven. Uh, why don't you pull it back a little bit? There you there go. You go. Oh. And that's a Core i7. I, an i7-975. Oh, my God, John. Double rainbow all the way. Shh, none of that. <laughs> 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 oh boy, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, um, also joining us on the show again because you know we got to have him, Mister Joe Falby, our Oregon bureau chief. Hi, how's it going? Good. How is it uh, tonight? What is the uh, the news in Oregon? Uh, I don't know. There's not really any news going on down here. Is that it? That's it. He's done. I, I think Joe just crashed. News of the night. Joe crashed. I think Joe just crashed. So <laughs> he's tired. He's crashed. <laughs> and we just lost Joe. And <laughs> ah, love live, love live taping. And then we have joining us for the first time ever on Geek Gamer Weekly. And you've probably noticed some of the great, great graphics that are starting to pop up on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, uh, and here on the video as well. Uh, my great personal friend. I've known him for years. Can you believe Chase, it? Like, why are you touching yourself like that when you're saying that? I've known him for years. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, Ty, Cal, and uh, no video tonight, though, for Ty, because it's crashing his system, too. <laughs> What's up, Ty? Hey, what up? Yeah, sorry about that. I, 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 like Chase said, I'm probably the reason why we started so late. Uh, <laughs> Lots of troubles. but n- No worries, man. No worries. Well... Uh, and I don't mind you touching yourself. <laughs> Just, it's okay. Yeah, but you know, you're not the one that has to sit in the studio with him when he's doing it. Yeah, I, well, that's touche. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's Caldwell Chase. If you know me for so many years, <laughs> well, well I, you know what you know what it is. I I, I think of <laughs> uh, American yeah. Idol, and I and I and I see the name, you know, Simon Cowell, Cowell yeah. and True. and so when I saw the name, you know, I it's it's a it's a brain thing, you know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. 
Um, and, and you know me as theory, too. That's mostly. right. Theory. Axiom theory. That handles. That's, that's right. right. I'm trying to get Joe back in here. So while we're trying to get Joe back in, Ty, why, why don't you real quick, uh, why don't you give some people some background about you? Because obviously all the listeners and all the people don't know who you are. Why don't you give a little brief geek resume of who Ty is? Sure. And I'll try not to ramble on too much. All but, right. Uh, yeah, you only have uh, pretty much 30 minutes to do it in, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm Ty, and I actually, I live in San Diego, so it's a sunny San Diego. Um, and I lived here for about five or six years, but I've actually, I was a native of the, of the Pacific Northwest, where Chase and uh, John and all those guys are from, and, and got a chance to uh, be a big part of the land community up there. But down here... I uh, I actually I work for a marketing firm and I do a lot of I'm a web designer pretty much and, and a designer and I do a lot of the techie stuff kind of in-house IT at the same time. Wow! But uh, I've I've been involved in, in gaming and and, and geekiness uh, for quite for forever. So, you know I'm a big time gamer from when I was born. You know, but uh, I eventually evolved into more kind of exciting stuff when um, when I, I started a, a, an organization called Axiom Gaming, which was it kind of started out as just your kind of basic clan type deal, but it kind of evolved into something else completely and something pretty new and unique. And it was just uh, essentially we started using um, different online gaming platforms as a format to um, distribute educational messages on, on um, at the time, uh, just kind of like, being the mediator between anti-tobacco companies and or anti-tobacco organizations and the tobacco industry itself, kind of um, having some kind of gaming with purpose, and, and and I come from a background where I worked with the truth and I worked with all those organizations, and, wow. and the facts stand out enough. But I'm just was so tired of hearing everybody, uh, uh, you know, see the side and be like, uh, you know, just sometimes the, the the bad guy or the good guys get a little bad to say the things to be effective and so i was just trying to be the mediator between them and, and i think we got a ch- real cool chance to use axiom as that that outlet and uh and and now a lot of cool gamers a lot of cool people and, and now you smoke now now you smoke and you do heavy tobacco use and that's that's great and no no i'm kidding yeah i'm a two pack a day <laughs> help. actually i've got a chance to, to use my career as a way to ch- kind of get that get that out of my system no, i come back from the dark side it's so <laughs> political i know <laughs> no but yeah so um as far as as gaming goes i'm still a huge gamer um, I still love Axiom is kind of on hiatus, but uh, it's making its way back. Dum dum dum, and um, but yeah, so I'm excited to be a part of the show, and, Sweet. and I think my bio well, is far, than, far more than enough. <laughs> well, I, I got to say we're very happy to to have you a, a part of things. Uh, not only for your your technical talents, which you know, uh, you know, in in graphics and artistry and all that. Uh, but you are uh, a huge gamer. Um, are you gaming much lately? Or, or, or what are you playing now? Are you playing anything? Or what are you doing? Um, lately, I've been a, a little bit slower. I've got I've had some medical problems that have been laid me up pretty hard lately. But uh, at the same time, I guess with those comes all the medicine that make video games even more fun when you're not laying around not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't been, a, I've been, a, I've found myself playing a lot more games that I probably wouldn't be playing just because they're, they, uh, they're a little bit more fun. I'm um, a lot of like, 
uh, Xbox Live arcade games and, and just little things of playing around with Gary's mod a lot more than I ever have in my life. And uh, But um, I'm a big-time first-person shooter, so anything first-person shooter I, I tend to love just because I'm so busy in my normal life that when I get a chance to dive into the gaming, I want to dive in head first. And, and I'm not a camper because I don't have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So I think, I think, I think we have... Joe back. Let me I'm gonna switch the video to Joe and we're gonna see if he's there. Joe. Yes. Ah there he is. Yay! Joe's back. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm uh, the part of the problem is I'm running on the poorly neglected Windows install on my MacBook Pro. Oh. Uh, I hardly ever boot into Windows. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> so but it looks like it's at least being stable for now. Um we'll see how long Windows seven decides to cooperate. Awesome, great. Well, um, a big thanks again to Ty uh, in, in creating these wonderful graphics and you're going to see some more neat things come down the pipe as, as well as a complete site redesign which is going to be awesome which we can't wait um, yes. I'm, so, I'm just happy to be here thanks for having me on guys it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor and uh, I've been a big fan of the show for forever back in the day when it was called this and that and then became this and that <laughs> uh, now we're here the uh, names that we cannot say uh, you know i wish we would have <laughs> i wish we would have just kept the episode numbers we would have been up like the episode like 150 something by now uh oh, i mean it, and if you would have added in axiom radio one i'm sure it would oh, be in, i know even more you know you know what's so sad i cannot find any of the archives i i don't have them i tried looking for them i thought i had them I thought I had them backed up, and I don't. I don't know where they're at. They're gone. So I think I have some. I, I'm pretty sure I kept them. So there was only I'll, like three or four of them. There wasn't many, but yeah. So they were fun. So you guys wondering here? We ha- we have a great list of, of geek stories uh, and some gaming stories. You know what? Our top story this week should be a follow up from last week. Now. Last week, Mr. John Kessler here got a new phone. He got a Samsung, what was it? Uh, Reload or something. Reloaded Weezer X, whatever. He got a phone. And he could text message. And we actually named the episode. John probably didn't notice. John can text message. John can now text. That was the name of the show. John can text message. That's right. So this week... John has something new to show everybody, and we're going to go to camera number two and show it. It is the... Go ahead, John. You know, you're well, waiting for the video. <laughs> I was like, well, where's it going to go? Where's it, he going to put it? It's camera two right here. Camera two. Yeah. So right, uh, bring it closer. Yeah, everybody see, see that? They All they're going to see is glare. They're going to see it. It's the uh, new Samsung Evo. Oh, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Sprint <laughs> HTC <PC>. Evo. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> complete, complete with kickstand. It's not coming up too well. Yeah, that's all right. But uh, but John, what do you think of it? Why don't you why don't you tell people about it, man? It's uh, pretty nice. That's it. We're done. All right. Very good. <laughs> Moving on. No. Um. Yeah, it's a interesting change compared to uh, going for my flip phone. But you know, if I was going to get my own phone or get something different, I might as well get something nice. Right. Um, you know, we had our fun playing with the, the Google, the yeah. maps, uh, oh, the navigator. Map. Yeah. The navigator. That was, yeah. that was slick. Yeah. Google that na- the Google navigator is really nice. I, I, it's, it's top notch. Yep. So, 
Um, but still just trying to, I was kind of picking around the night looking to see, trying to find some art articles, but they all seem to, a bit older on the OS version for uh, rooting it. But uh, now we'll what get it, that worked out. Now, for, for those people who don't know, what is rooting a phone? Is it is it like jailbreaking? Or, yeah, that would or, be, I or guess. Or what, what is it exactly? That would be the Android version of uh, jailbreaking the thing. And... Uh, just so you can get in there, change you know, take out some of the apps that you don't want that they prepackage, which we're gonna, I guess we're gonna talk about. Well, in an article. well, well why don't we get into it? So, uh, Joe, you, you found this very, very interesting article in regards to what is happening now on the Android platform, which, which is kind of reminiscent of crappy budget PCs that we start we we see. So, what is happening now with the Android platform and, and the phones? Well, I would say it's not just from crappy budget PCs. It also happened a lot with uh, with older cell phones. Remember that you used to have the built-in games and stuff like that that were always the crappy little toned-down version that you had to buy for to get full access for more. But anyway, Android phones now, um, because Android's a, a relatively open platform, I mean, there are a few limitations in what you can and can't put on the phone until you root it. Um, the the handset makers and the, and the cell phone carriers, specifically, are pre-installing um, crapware. I guess would be the best term for it. Uh, you know, stuff that that you don't necessarily want. I know in uh, like John's case, he has a uh, an app that will tracks uh, will track NASCAR form. Something that I, I understand he's a huge fan <laughs> of. So maybe it is something he wants. <laughs> yeah, uh, John but, loves uh, John loves his NASCAR. He really does. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's you know it's that sort of thing, and that that's part of the problem with it being such an open platform is that the um, the 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 cell phone carriers then can put on whatever they want. And, you know, who's to say what the limit's going to be? When is it going to be when uh, Sprint installs an app on your phone that uh, if you open the phone, it's instantly going to turn on some new added billing item? Or, yeah. You know, something like that. I mean, they were doing that for a while with, uh, with regular cell phones. I know um, I've heard people complain about if you accidentally tap the wrong button on your phone on the home screen, it would try to open its browser. And if you don't have a data plan, that's an instant so many K of data transfer that they would charge you on your next bill. So the most frustrating thing that I've seen on this is that where they they put all these it's an it's it's an open platform right you know it's supposed to be open however they don't let you take these apps off so they stick whatever they want on there okay they they go ahead and they load it up with John's favorite NASCAR and Amazon MP3 that's the other ones yeah bugging me and they put all these neat little things on there. Some of them people like, some of them don't. But they don't give you an easy way to remove them, and they, they force you to take the law into your own hands, which it is legal, but I'm just using it as a figurative term, to get into your phone and take them off. I mean, is that one thing that really frustrates you, John, uh, about this? Or I mean, Yeah, it would be nice to be able to ditch those um, without having to you know, do a bit of homework and then figure out you know, what's going to take to root this thing. Right. And then just kind of rearrange stuff around in it. But uh, for the most part, I've got it kind of kicked into shape. So, um, Ty, what, what kind of phone, uh, what kind of phone are, do you carry? Um, I, I have an iPhone 3GS. Um, I had a 3G, too. But, uh, yeah, kept it. Is it jailbroken? So, uh, no real problems for me. Jailbroken? Um, you know what? I had it jailbroken. I, I don't have it jailbroken anymore. Um, I think all the... All the reasons I would normally jailbroke for, um, 
are kind of working for me now. Uh, just stock with the the new updated software. But um, but again, I, I wish I I, I still kind of wish that uh, I, I had a jailbroken because of the um, the tethering options for free. <laughs> but uh, I I was uh, um, I, I was in a rush for work and had to buy end up buying the uh, the tethering to get it to work for. Um, because I was out and about and needed internet on my laptop and and didn't and I totally forgot about the adding the the bandwidth limitations and uh, so now I'm a little bit nervous about jailbreaking for for those purposes but I don't know I I wouldn't be nervous man don't be nervous I mean Joe well, did it I did it the only it. reason yeah, I'd be on. nervous is because <laughs> the only reason I'd be nervous is just because do you think I would use that much bandwidth if if I was using it on my laptop do you think I'd be increasing it that much using all the different services that I have open. Well, I think this is one one thing that maybe maybe Joe can answer because I, I I know that Joe uh, uses uh, some applications on his jailbroken phone to tether and even create a a Wi-Fi hotspot. Joe, can you talk a little bit about bandwidth usage and what you've done with it? And do, well, yeah, do you think Ty I, has anything I, to worry about? The primary reason why I like having the um, having an app uh, on a jailbroken phone to I actually use my Wi. Um, is I will then use it with my Wi-Fi only iPad. Um, you know, if I'm out and about, that way I don't have to worry about. You know, I didn't have to get a, a oh, 3G yeah, iPad. That's smart. Yeah. Um, and the standard tethering won't work with an iPad. You can't get an iPad online unless you attach it to an access point or a um, a peer wireless network. There's no you know tethered internet. There's no connecting a USB port or anything like that. Um, for data usage, though. You know, it, it depends a lot on the month and how much how much I use it. If I use it a lot, um, you know, I've seen three, three and a half gigs. If I don't use it at all, you know, it's unusual to break more than a gig and a half or so. Um, you know, it just it just depends on the month. So, mm-hmm. so, so there you go, Ty. Nothing how, to how worry about. Work, how does it work with the, and but and you still have the unlimited data plan, correct? Or no? Yeah, I'm still I'm still on the old unlimited data plan. I have a three G. I don't have a three GS. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm still on the old unlimited data plan. I don't have the, uh, the, the tethering unlock from AT&T, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still Smart. grandfathered into the old plans, but, Smart. but I mean, even yeah. the unlimited plan isn't really unlimited. It's still five gigs. I mean, really when it comes down to it, it's still five gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming up. Yeah. And uh, how much is it? Uh, sorry. Go, no, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Related. No. Now I know that they charge you on top of, like, say, if you do go over it, how much is it that they charge you on top for ever X amount of? Uh, you know, on on the five gig plan, I'm not sure. I've never broken through that limit. Um, I think the, I'm not sure if AT&T charges you more per k after the five gigs because really they can't because then it's not really unlimited. I think like, they might yeah, just like disable a- your your internet until the end of the month, until the end of your billing cycle. Well, how about how about with the two gig the the limited data plan with the with the two uh, it's two and a half gigs and you rebuy another two and a half gigs when you reach two and a half, so you, yes. you basically okay, can cool. you buy it in increments of two and a half gigs and um, you know as long as you keep running up into that into that barrier you'll keep using that data. Are there rollover data? <laughs> no, that'd be nice wouldn't it but no of course you know not. it's interesting you mentioned that ty that yeah. that's actually been brought up by by a lot of people where all right well you know we had unlimited minutes and then we have now these rollover minutes and i have unused minutes and that carries over but what about data you know what if i don't use my 
uh, my prepaid plan of two gigabytes a month. That should roll over. And that's something well, about, that so, so companies are not doing. <laughs> how about not just not just web data or not just browsing data, but how about um, uh, text messaging? Oh, don't get me no. started. <laughs> I mean, text messaging—they say it's it's a data a portion of your data plan. No, um, but it you know it, it uses only a few k. I mean, it, text messaging is the biggest cash cow in the whole cell phone industry at this point. They don't even care about anything else. It's all text. Text messaging, messaging is sent on the carrier channel of your cell phone. So when you're doing normal communication, when, when your cell phone is handing off from a tower to a tower, there's a, there's a connection happening. That connection embedded in that, in that is the, the, the channel where they can send SMS texting. Cause you know, that this, it's been around for a while. It costs them virtually nothing to send text messages. Uh, yet we have to pay 10, 15, $20 for a pack or you get sucked in with all these charges. I, I, I've been saying for years this is a rip. Freaking tarted rip. But it's a huge moneymaker for the cell phone company, and people are as long as people are willing to still do it, they're still going to be charging for it. Yes. And we're all saps because we, we have to do it. Except we for are John, all saps. Yeah, except for John. John didn't know about text messaging until just this last week. And uh, Text? What? Huh? How many text messages have you sent, John? I don't know. A lot. No, not a lot. <laughs> uh, a couple. Uh, uh, we're going to take a quick time out uh, and, and talk about GoToMeeting. But after we talk about GoToMeeting, uh, we're going to talk about some apps that maybe John and all the Android users out there might want to get for their newly found Android phone. Um, I want to remind everybody that this show... Uh, while it's on the Tech Podcast Network. It's also brought to you by GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting.com slash Tech Podcast is uh, a wonderful sponsor. We're happy to have them. Uh, they're brought to you by the people at Citrix, and they know a little bit about remote desktop and that kind of computing. GoToMeeting is a really neat product that allows you to you know, share your desktop, share your ideas, and collaborate with as few as you know, three to five people or as many as 500 people. Uh, it's a real s- quick and simple download to your computer. All you need is a high-speed internet connection and a device that has GoToMeeting on it. Now, Joe, you're telling me that they have GoToMeeting for the iPad. Is that right? Yeah, uh, the receiver side. Um, I don't yeah. think you can initiate a meeting from the iPad. But yeah, you can... And so if, if all you have is an iPad or an iPhone, you can you can tap in on your your go to meeting call and get the video feed and the oh. demo and uh, the voice and all that kind of stuff that you can get on uh, on a standard desktop PC. Have you tried the go to meeting app yet? I haven't tried it on uh, on an iPad. I uh, no, actually I did. I did it on an iPad when we were uh, working on uh, one of our big uh, web projects at work. So and it worked great. There was no problem at all. Everything oh. was nice and smooth. Everything ran great. Um, you know, the sound was excellent and everything. So you could conceivably be on the beach of Maui on GoToMeeting using your jailbroken iPhone tethering <laughs> with, your, with your iPad and your boss probably wouldn't know. Well, he, yeah, I mean, conceivably, especially if you combine <laughs> it with the, uh, with if you have a Cisco phone system, you can always use the, uh, the phone forwarding. So I mean, yeah, you can you could make it totally invisible. You could have they, nobody could have any idea that you're gone, other than you know you're not physically there. The background but you could be involved in meetings. You could get your phone calls. You can do all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, well, what about the background video? 
Uh, green uh, do it, it from inside your hotel room, and they won't know that. That's true. That's green true. Screen it. Green screen. Yeah, you know, green screen. That's a great idea. Um, I want to encourage. <laughs> I want to encourage all oh, but, the. But there's there's no video on the uh, on the right. go to meeting receiver side anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, that's no right. You're recording. So. Um, for all those reasons, as I said, and more. Uh, you should definitely visit gotomeeting.com slash techpodcast. Right now they are offering a great, great deal, more of a steal. You can try it out for free for 30 days, uh, and you can do unlimited meetings on GoToMeeting. Uh, you know, try it. And, you know, by the way, you do get 24-7 customer support. So if you don't know what you're doing or you need some assistance, they will help you. Uh, so try it out today. Gotomeeting.com slash techpodcast. We're very, very happy to have them as a sponsor here on Geek Gamer Weekly. Uh, and, you know, we're also a part of the uh, great family of tech podcasts over on the Tech Podcasts Network. Uh, now in many, many living rooms across the country on the Roku box. Uh, you can also add us as a feed on Boxy. Uh, we're everywhere. Uh, so try it out. It's awesome. Uh, techpodcast.tv is the main website for all the video tech podcasts on everything from Linux to gaming uh, to iPads. You name it, it's all there at techpodcast.tv. Thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, so, John, have you gone through this list from Lifehacker of all these apps from the Android that you could put on your phone? I was working my way down that list. Any any here uh, kind of you like? Well, other than the fact that uh, some of it did say you had to be rooted, which... With no hints as to where you should go to look for that. Um, Don't forget PDA Net lets you tether, right? Oh yeah, yeah I didn't get that far down on that one. Uh, Google goggles. Google goggles. Yes. What's the now? Isn't that isn't that where you take a picture of something and then Google tells you what it is? Well, you can yeah take a picture of it and it'll give you some info on it. Um, it'll do barcodes. Um, like I said, a piece of art. Or, you know, um, your dog. <laughs> and they come up with a bunch of pictures online. You could throw a trillion on there, John, so you can chat, so you can be linked in with uh, MSN and uh, your other chat programs that you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. Um, they did have nav- that the Google Maps and navigation, which was, yeah. you know, we already had that. And that was pretty nice. Um, yeah, actually, I, I didn't see the trillion in there. That was. Yeah, there's some good stuff in here. Barcode scanner, don't forget that. Um, you know, speaking of some must-have apps, uh, you know, since the rest of us are using the Apple iPhone, um, Joe, any quick apps that come to mind that you you think maybe that are on Joe's must-have list? Uh, no, actually, most of the the well, I mean, at least for the Android apps that I'm seeing here, a, a good number of these are available on the iPhone as well. Um, Apps that I have that I've that I've found that I use a lot and really like, uh, you know, Motion X has some really cool GPS related apps that are really good for geocaching and things like that. Oh yeah, um, uh, Mebo is another um, uh, instant messaging service. It's actually a little bit different from Trillion. Mebo stores all your chats and everything like that online. So uh, if you log into a computer, you get your chats there. You get all your chat history. If you log into your phone, you get it all there. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. You you get all the chat history that you've had. Um, I really like it. That's what That's I use. That's really helpful if you have to like follow what you're doing through the day too. I yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can start That's a chat on one device and and 
yeah, you start a chat on your computer, log off, and keep it going on your phone, and you get updates, stuff like that, on your phone whenever you need them. So, uh, I use that quite a bit. Um, but no, it, it it's a pretty. It looks like a reasonable list. This Google goggles thing is pretty cool. It's one of the first. It sounds like it's one of the first maybe usable um, uh, uh, augmented reality type type of apps, um, which is something I've always thought would be really cool to play with. Uh, but um, I don't know. I guess it's too bad you don't have no, a I- phone already. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm waiting for is a Terminator. Uh, augmented reality app where you you see everything as a Terminator. They like <laughs> you, know I mean? you hold it up and it, and it, like, it circles you, people's faces with a crosshair and stuff face. like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I would love and people would buy the sh- you know sh out of that. Oh yeah, yeah. Ty, you just gave away an idea, man. What the hell are you yeah. doing, man? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> totally. I'm already pa- I, I'm already sent it in. Sent in. Sent oh, in. okay, sorry. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Well, you know, one of the apps that I do see that I'm gonna it's gonna be kind of a must-have for me is gonna be Rock Player, which is gonna be in a video player for stuff, and it says can support up to AVI, MKV, RMVB. There you go, a huge list of stuff. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's what you need. Rock oh, Player. Wow, that would be awesome. You know, I find this funny. I really find this funny that not too long ago, John had no mobile device that could do any type of things like this, and now. He's got a whole new world. A whole new world. Isn't, isn't he the guy who said not all that long ago, he would, all his phone did was make and receive calls, and he was proud of that? That's right. That's all he needed. <laughs> wait, wait, need? <laughs> That's all you needed, but, but now then, you have your... Uh, yeah. Well, your, you know, but that was a provided phone, and uh-huh. you know, if I, if, I, if I have to fend for myself, I might as well get something uh, I can play with. Okay. So you Absolutely. drop it in a fire in the woods, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh that's uh, why i'm gonna be looking at the, i think the otter boxes or something you know military spec uh, yeah i i uh you know i didn't talk about this last week uh but i i picked up and i got it last uh i got it already the uh, the new otter box uh commuter for the uh, iphone 4 which i'm showing right now up on the camera uh i like it and i don't like it and i'm st- it's starting to grow on me um the one thing I didn't like is on this top edge here, they're, they're, the plastic, how it curves around because the, the iPhone 4 is so s- square. Uh, there's no curves like on the 3 and 3GS. There's this uh, really kind of a, a sharp lip to it on the on the top and the bottom. Actually, it's more prevalent on the top edge than on the bottom. Uh, but I, I like the protection. It, it's a little bit more weighty, but I like it. Uh, the OtterBox, makes, they make some great cases and... Uh, John, I think John, are you st- are you still thinking about going through with Ghost Armor or a Zag Shield or something? Uh, probably, you know, one of those two. Probably going to be Ghost Armor. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I, I like about the Ghost Armor is they give you a lifetime warranty. And by the way, this is not a plug, but they give you a, a lifetime warranty on the uh, on the plastic, the polymer. Uh, you just pay a, a small inst- a reinstallation charge, like five bucks. Um, and they they have locations in most major malls across the country and stuff. So. Uh, but Joe, weren't we uh, going to sign John up for uh, some social networking sites? Weren't we trying to do that? Yeah, I mean his <laughs> his phone came, you know, with more more uh, more carrierware bloat. Uh, it came with um with both Facebook and uh, at least two different Twitter apps pre-installed. Yes, uh, which seems kind of silly to me, but uh, I don't know why you need two. But anyway, um, 
I, I thought we should get him signed up. And uh, I mean, if we sign him up for maybe if we get the Twitter app set up right, we can get it so that it will automatically upload his locations. Well, that's where Google Latitude will come into play. Well, right, but we want to make it do it in the background so he doesn't know it. Um, you know, so that he can be, you know, on the on the the public uh, media, but not be aware that he's doing it, so he doesn't have to have any input. That's right. Yeah, and who and who who would be following me to even care? I would. Well, Joe Ch- would. Chase and I would. Yeah, I, I would never check it, but Chase and I would. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some uh, net stalkers. iPhone. Uh, iPhone users are rejoicing. Uh, they are happy because now... I didn't buy one. Because <laughs> John didn't buy one. No. <laughs> Netflix is now available on the iPhone and iPod Touch. Uh, launched last week. Um, it's free. It's a free app. Uh, all you have to have is a Netflix account. You log in. Now, there's some minor complaints. People cannot uh, manage their queue or anything like that. But you can watch instant videos. Wow. Well, right well on your you phone. know... It, uh, in re- retrospect on that, you know, because Xbox, I mean, other than you can add something to your queue yeah. through there, I mean, you can't manage it through the really Xbox. for everything, yeah. You have to log in with your uh, PC anyways to manage your queues. Yeah. So, I mean, what are they crying about? I, I don't know. I don't know. Now, you, you know, and, and actually, well, to be fair on that too, they have a web browser on their phone. They can go in and manage it right there. There you go. But people want to use apps now, John. Everybody <laughs> wants to use apps. Joe, have you had a chance to mess around with the Netflix app yet for the iPad or the iPhone? Uh, I did use it on the iPad. I have not given it a try on the iPhone yet. I thought it worked great on the iPad, though. Yeah, yeah. I actually was running a really crude hack cool. to do it. Uh, Ty, are you a, a Netflix member at all? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big Netflix Flix fan. I don't do the DVD stuff. I just I just use it for the the instant. But do they just yeah, have an I instant use it on the Xbox online everything? Do they have just an instant streaming account? I mean that uh, that you can just do streaming only, or is I like the minimum you can so. do is a one disc? I think I it's think just the, the minimum is one disc. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. In the off event that you're looking for content there, that it only you know some stuff they only have on DVD. That's you true. Know, there, there is some stuff, you know. Yeah, some yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. Early sanctuary, yeah, uh, and actually, I, I use it for the Wii. Too. I mean, I've used it for everything, and I use it on my Wii too. I actually, I tried it out and grabbed the disc that they mail you, and it works out great. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. actually how yeah, that we, would all work out. Yeah, it'd be nice eventually because I know they're going to be rolling out a Wii app, you know, or Wii channel, yeah. you call it. Yeah, and if they ever update it, they yeah. will. They will. Uh, you know, some people have went ahead and modded their Wii's, and they take that disc image and they install it to a little hard drive, and they never have to worry about it again. So, some people, huh, Chase? Some people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that they're doing a because uh, uh, you know the the PS3 is the same way where you have to use a disc, and I know they're doing a um a, a installable version of it, so you won't have to use the disc either. There. Um, yeah, they've announced that. They haven't released it, of course, but they've announced it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those it, only work for the instant queue, obviously, right? Right. Right. Well, you can browse well, I mean, any, some any, titles. Yeah, you can browse through the streaming library, so you could watch any of the the live streaming stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, but I mean, I was I wasn't expecting it to. I guess that would make sense. <laughs> uh, fi- final story here about uh, Android and, and cell phones and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, John probably missed this article by a couple of days, but 
uh, they did a, a battery uh, endurance test across multiple Android phones, and John's HTC Evo 4G came in a little bit under average. Uh, the average Android phone uh, battery life is about 5 hours and 55 minutes. Uh, the lowest of the bunch is the HTC Incredible at 4 hours and 33 minutes, and the highest of the bunch as of right now is uh, very close between the Motorola Droid X and the Dell I Have a Streak in My Pants streak. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting yeah. that the Dell, uh, the Motorola Droid 2, only has a 1390 milliamp hour battery, but it lasted almost as long as the streak in the droid x it actually it was about 30 minutes short but um you know that's that's really surprising it, it's a significantly smaller battery yeah. to last that that close in terms of uh in terms of power length now when they did these tests uh web browsing was left with a plain and simple you know uh, browser with flash and other plugins turned off uh the screens remained on all the time with 40 percent brightness uh, they had 60 websites set up to change every 60 seconds. Uh, and they turned off all but the cellular data connectivity options. So uh, they didn't have Wi-Fi on on these devices. Well, and what kind of uh, cell data did they leave on? Uh, did they, were they on the, the Evo and the, and the Epic, which are both 4G-capable phones, that they use for the 4G, or were they using 3G? It does not say here in the test results, but I would probably assume 3G, because then they would all be on the same. Yeah, standard across the board. Yeah. I mean, we can assume that, I guess. I hope. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how this test would turn out if they uh, turned on uh, the plugins and stuff like that and see how they ran with those plugins enabled. Yeah. uh, That's another thing that got me thinking. Now, John, um, you, or maybe Joe, you you might might know this better. Flash on Android, that's a yes? That you can do Flash? I'm sorry, I haven't guess. Uh, the, I had an article uh, a week ago or so. I, I, I'm not sure where it was, but it said that it basically confirms Flash on Android. Basically confirms what Steve Jobs said about it. It's not good on a mobile platform. Um, it's difficult to interact with apps. They use a lot of battery power. Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. So I mean, there. It's okay. That I guess it functions at least some of the time. I know there was a fairly famous demo where they tried to show off video streaming from. I think it was Hulu on an Android phone, and all they did was crash the Android browser uh, three <laughs> or four times in a row. Um, you, you think they'd give up after the first try? Yeah, no kidding. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the the Flash player on the Android phone works sometimes when you're lucky, depending on the site. So, <laughs> John, so so I think we uh, us iPhone users here because right now we're three to one to John. Yes. My uh, partner in crime to the right here that no showed tonight. You know he'd be the other. He'd know, be the other four G Evo. Yeah, you know he traded in. Yeah, actually it's funny. Last weekend Saturday, he goes said, "Hey, I just uh, you know went to do the sign up. He was trading his uh, HTC Hero in for the Evo, and he called. He messages me on Wednesday saying, "Hey, you know who had the cases for him? I go, what? You have yours already? Uh, yeah. It's like <laughs> you. It's like you bastard." You know, it took you what four days, five days before he got his. But then I I called on Wednesday and mine was actually in, but I couldn't go pick it up until Friday. So my question is to Joe and Ty here: Should we uh, should we uh, try to peer pressure John into uh, rooting his phone? 
I, you won't have to peer pressure. Oh, me really? On that. It'll. I, I just need to kind of wrap my head around it, and, and you know, fine. I was looking earlier, and this, the the one article I was reading was probably four months ago, and the OS version was probably, or, you know, or firmware version was two or three versions. I mean, it was a one point something, and my phone's at three point something. It's like, um, so I need to find something a little more current. All right. Uh, all right. So there you go. Um, next story here, uh, which was which was kind of big. You know, we used to always talk about Google Stories a lot here on the show. Uh, Google launched this across all their their United States accounts that you can now take VoIP calls. You can make calls to any phone in the U.S. and Canada for free, like Skype. Uh, and also, Google will uh, give you a, a really cut rate on international calls if you have to call you that supermodel in, in South America. Uh, but there, but there you go. Uh, Google, uh, you can make a call right from your from your Gmail screen. So you go to your gmail.com, you log in, and you're going to see in the bottom left hand corner there where the the chat is and all your friends. You click call phone, and you can call phone. So. Um, have you guys had a chance to see this? Did, did it show up on your Gmail? It showed up on mine. Uh, Joe, have you taken a look at this? Uh, yeah, it's it's on my Gmail, but I haven't um, I haven't given any try with it or anything like that. Okay. All right. And uh, Ty, what about you? Uh, no, I have not. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're, an, we're an edgy group. We're very <laughs> edgy. All right. And John, John's new on, on Gmail. So I, yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. You guys, fine. Let's go to a more interesting story, shall we? Um, <laughs> so as we were prepping for the show this week uh, and, and bringing in Ty, uh, you know, we, we try to, with the budget that we have here, we try to have decent, good audio decent good video and to provide you the listener or viewer depending on how you're consuming us uh the best possible show that we can give and so uh you know we're, we're getting ty ready for the show and ty you know is chatting with me and he wants to know hey you know what what, what kind of camera should i get uh now the camera that you guys are watching this show on right now we use the microsoft life cam cinemas uh, they work f- well for us, uh, you know, because we try to shoot in a high, uh, kind of a high def. It's it is high def. Uh, it is over 720p, but we do condense it down for you know different distribution mediums and stuff. So I suggest that for Ty and a headset, a USB headset. So Ty, I I really would love to hear this story, and hear this adventure that you had <laughs> at a national chain called Best Buy, and now. I'll pre-qualify. Yeah. Not all Best Buys are the same, but this is the one in your area. And so, what happened? I because I'm dying to know. I know uh, Joe loves Best Buy. Oh yeah, big big fan of of that huge wonderful place. Fan, so. Is that sarcasm? A little. Oh bit. yeah, yes. yeah, big big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big time sarcasm. Totally. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, no, I, normally, normally I'm, I am. I like I like Best Buy just because uh, I don't know. It's always convenient. You know, it's just kind of a uh, just a comfort place if if you're not. You know, it's like fries for people who live near fries, and it's like Circuit City for people who don't have Circuit City anymore. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Yes, and it was really the only thing at the time that I could really go to that was quick and um, ready for me. So I I decided to go and and find this Best Buy, which I had never been to before. Which 
so I, you know, I, I Google mapped it, of course, and, and which sent me on a wild goose chase. So that's one, one part of it that was a horrible thing. It took me forever to find it just because I was lost and it ended up being inside a building and around the building or whatever. But, um, so I'm finally already frustrated just from finding the damn place. And then um, I'm, I'm looking around, and, and luckily the, the webcams and stuff were right up front, um, one of the first aisles that I saw when I popped in. So uh, I instantly saw the, uh, the life cam that Chase um, suggested, so I checked it out. And I, um, I, I saw also the Logitech uh, uh, 9000, I believe, is, is the one. Um, and they were comparable in price and, and uh, supposedly in features. So I, I was kind of like going back and forth on those and, and, and looking them up on my phone and kind of seeing, you know, what people said while I was there on my, my nifty little iPhone 3G network. <laughs> and uh, so, I, I, you know, I just tr- I trusted Chase's uh, consultation for that. So I grabbed that. Um, and then my next goal was to, to find um, a good USB headset um, or a good USB mic, preferably a headset. But um, so, I, you know, I looked around at, at first and I wasn't able to find anything. I found some microphones that they had for, you know, next to the keyboard and stuff that were more like production style mics. Um, so I asked uh, one of the suit and tie guys, you know, which are spo- the managers, right? Those are like the manager guys, correct? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're not not suits, but like the ties, and they, you know, they're the. How, how can you I sure help they're you? not this geek squad? Uh, right. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say, aren't they? Were they wearing no, no, a yeah. blue no, shirt or whatever? No, no, this isn't geek squad. No, this is this is like the uh, the black you know, shirts. Wearing, you know, like a slacks and and the shirt with a tie, as opposed to the blue short shirt or the actual geek squad squad, the white and black guy. Yeah, the yeah. Setup. You know how they have their little theme stuff. So um, I asked him. Uh, you know, I'm looking for a USB um, microphones. Um, you know, preferably USB microphone headsets and stuff like that. And he's like, "Hmm, okay." And he's like, "I could tell he had a deep thought." And he's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, we have those." And and he and he brings me over to the microphones for the uh, for next to the keyboards and all that. And so. I'm looking through, and I kind of just trusted his opinion at first, and he just kind of like walked off. And so I'm looking through, and I'm like, okay, maybe I just overlooked it the first time. And I'm looking, I just don't see anything. So I, I, I asked him again, I go, hey, you know, I, I don't see any of those mics here. Uh, are you sure there, you don't have any like, like headset type USB things? And he's like, let me, let me go ask. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, well, crap. So he's, he goes and he leaves, and he comes back in like five minutes or so. And he's like, okay, well, we, uh, we have these, uh, well, you know what you could use uh, is we have um, Guitar Hero microphones. And you can use the oh. Guitar Hero microphone as a USB. Which is and, true. And, it is true. You that could. Computer. That's true. Okay. He's not lying. Sure. That is true. And, and so I'm like, okay, I'm like, that, that might work, I guess. And I was just kind of like, and, and I'm just thinking in my head, I just need something just so I can test the audio with Chase before we do the show. And, I, and then if it doesn't work out, I can just uh, ditch it and return it, and no big problem. Um, so I go and I go look over there and I look at it, and it's a wireless microphone anyway. So I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't even work. And so the guy just gives me the runaround all day long about these not having any USB microphones. And he's like, sorry, we, no help. And as I'm leaving, um, I go and, and, and I see all these USB microphones right there. And um, so I'm like, okay, wow, this guy obviously doesn't know his store at all, uh, which was kind of a 
just kind of blew my mind, especially as being like the kind of manager. And he went away for five, ten minutes to ask. And uh, and so I, I'm looking through the mics and 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 the ones that uh, and Chase did say to get a USB microphone. And there were there were some headsets that that weren't USB um, that that looked like they would work. But I just wanted to go ahead and make sure I got a USB. And then the ones that were the headsets that uh, were USB were you know almost two hundred dollars, and I wasn't really ready to spend that. So <laughs> I went ahead and settled for one of the uh, Dynex. Like the Dynex crappy, like little the little mic, the phallic mic that points up at your face, and I was like, well, it's it's all it is is a mic. It's got to work. So I went ahead and grabbed that, and yeah. it was horribly wrong yeah. as we found out as we were testing. But and and then there's actually you know I was looking at some cameras too. There's some um, SLR cameras, the, the T2I is what I was checking out. Oh yes, I had the probably the. Compared to the rest of the experience, which is, I would say, the worst experience I've had at a t- like a, a computer technology type store, um, fr- like including fries and and you know Radio Shacks and all those different types that are similar, um, I, I would cons- probably say that was the worst service that I've had uh, to begin with. And then this lady has helped me out with the TTY and probably the best service I ever had, showing me everything and talking. So I can't I can't talk too bad about him. I think the staff's great, but it was funny how the manager was just so. So horrible at the time. I was just it blew my mind. But I got to tell you, uh, Ty, on uh, unrelated, well, semi unrelated, uh, on that T two I, it's a great camera. It's it's really nice. I, I enjoy yeah. it very much. And uh, um, the one thing I wish it had was continuous uh, focus during video. Which uh, the new uh, there's a yeah, new Nikon that's going to be coming out that's going to be doing be able to do that. I know Joe, we were talking about that the other yeah, day. Yeah, and that's what I was looking yeah. at. Yeah, that that's the new toy that I, I'm really looking to get. But I, you know, I, and from what I've read, I think that still a T2i is supposed to be better overall. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard from my photographer friends. Yeah. But. Well, the the thing about Nikon versus Canon is um, right right now, I mean, from what I've read, in terms of still image quality, one of the best that's been continuously, even with the because the the T1i was the predecessor to the T2. The T2 came out literally 10 months after the T1, which in the camera world is an extremely fast replacement. Um, yeah. But, is uh, it video? They, they both do video, um, of course. The, the T1, okay. the biggest thing on video with the T1 is it was limited to um, uh, limited to 20 frames per second on 1080p. And the T2i will do, uh, I think, 24 to 30. Um, but the... Uh, the for still image quality that the it's interesting because I was just reading a lot about this. The um the Nikon D ninety actually still has the 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 best ratings for still image quality, uh, which surprised the hell out of me because it's like a four year old camera now. Um, and the new D seven thousand, which is the new one that that will be doing or everyone expects will be doing autofocus on the fly for video, uh, is supposed to be coming out like November this year. So. There's a lot of oh. things changing, but the biggest thing about Canon versus Nikon is if you have Canon lenses, they'll work on Canon cameras. If you have Nikon or uh, Nikon lenses, they'll work on Nikon lenses. Um, one thing I really like about Nikon is if you have a Nikon lens from 1980, it'll work on your brand new Nikon camera. Um, they haven't changed their shoe oh, awesome. uh, format. Uh, Ni- uh, Canon changed theirs back in the 90s. They changed their their uh, how the 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 shoe mount was on the uh, on the lens. So. And that's the only thing to be aware of. But uh, I, I have a Nikon D90 now. I really, really like it. You know, it's kind of like chasing this T2. 
it's the you'll spend more money on lenses if you really get into it than you will on the camera anyway. Yeah, and that's and that's where I'm about at about where where, where I am with my T two eyes. I'm I'm thinking about picking up a a really nice fifty millimeter lens. And what what John? What's wrong? Nothing. What you seem shocked by that comment? Your your eyes lit up like what? But fifty millimeter lens. Well, yeah, it's a fixed fifty millimeter lens. <laughs> I thought you were all about the distance. Well, I am, I am, but you know, I also want to take some incredible close shots too. You know, and and some f- fixed okay. length shots with with good uh, you know f stop and everything. You know? All right. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have a great zoom lens. Uh, I have a you know a fifty five two fifty, but. You know, if I want something better than that, I'm going to need to pay, I don't know, a few thousand dollars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have that kind of money yet. So, <laughs> uh, Final story um, in the geek category, if you guys haven't seen or haven't heard, that's right, Dig has now reached version 4, and a lot of people are not happy with it. I am not. I don't like oh, it. Boy. What is Dig? Dig is a social networking site that uh, basically it's a big link farm kind of a place where uh, users submit links, they submit stories, they submit photos and videos, and then the peers that are out there vote on them, they dig them, and uh, if they get so many votes, they make it to the front page, uh, and then thus that site becomes super instant popular for that moment or whatever. Um, So you find some neat, cool stories about different topics and stuff. Um, This new update is trying to be more of a social media platform, kind of like a Facebook, kind of looking, trying to look like Facebook, where you connect with your friends and you see what kind of stories that they're submitting and they're digging and that sort of thing. They're going to dig some face Twitter? Dig some face Twitter. Face Twitter. All right. Uh, Yeah. Nice. Okay. Have you guys seen the uh, the new dig design at all? Anybody, Joe? Have you? Um, I, I have not. I visited. You know what? I'm a big. Oh, Ty, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Somebody, go ahead. Anybody, Ty, go. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm actually a huge dig dig. Uh, I'm a digger, but uh, the I I haven't seen it yet. I haven't been on dig in a while. I've been too busy. Normally, it's my morning coffee, but. Right. Yeah, so I'm excited. Check it out, dig.com. Yeah, no, yeah, I. That's why. I'm not happy with it. Uh, I, I, I just it. I don't know. I feel uh, there's too much corporate now in it. You know, obviously it felt more user generated before, and now you know one of the big changes that they made with Dig is that you can insert an RSS feed into your profile. So when something new hits your RSS feed, it automatically gets submitted to the site. Uh, so, for example, when our Ooh. next episode hits on our RSS feed, it will it will be auto submitted to Dig. Well, you can see the problem with this when you have major content providers, say like OCNN, Time Magazine, yeah. auto submitting stories. Then it's going to get fil- it's going to get real corporate real fast, and it already is. You, you know, if you head to the homepage, a lot of those stories are coming from mainstream websites uh, and being submitted from those mainstream type places. So. Well, I can't help but notice the third news. link on the page, which only has 16 digs, is f- sponsored by a company. It's well, it's an ad. Even, it's an ad. That's right. Me. But it's it's, yeah, it's presented as being not an ad. So I don't know. I, I, yeah, I they've been doing dig. that for a while. That's driven me nuts. Yeah, I, I abandoned dig, I don't know, about maybe a year and a half ago. Um, 
and switched over to using Reddit, uh, Reddit and I use that almost to- just totally exclusively now. Um, I find the news seems to hit a little faster. It's actually controlled by users. Uh, people discovered a while ago that in Dig, there's about four four long-term users who actually control what gets to the front page. Um, it, the rest of it's just an illusion. So, I mean, it's I, – I don't, I don't really care. You know, I know there's a lot of people using it. Um, I, I like Reddit, uh, Reddit a little better. Just I- and that's where I'm. I'm. I'm uh, slowly making the change to Reddit. You know, I uh, I need to get used to it, and I need to learn the ins and outs of it. Uh, but I'm I'm willing to learn. <laughs> one of the one of the nicest things. One of the things I really really like about Reddit is if you can think of a subject, and uh, I mean, if you think of a subject, you can look for. There's probably a subreddit for it. And if there isn't, and you think it sh- there should be one, you can create it and try to drive people to it. Um, you know, there's there's about maybe ten main subreddits that are all on the generic front page. But then you can go through once you're a member, you can go through and add and remove things that you want uh, to have show up there. Uh, but it's overall, it's a great community. Um, I've seen people who there was a guy the other day who uh, complained in one of the areas that he was a pizza delivery guy. He delivered thirty pizzas to a place. Uh, it was a hundred and eighty dollar bill, and they did not give him a delivery tip. Oh, and uh, you know he was kind of surprised and taken aback by that. And some other guy on the on the Reddit on the Reddit group um, sent him thirty bucks. Uh, called up his manager and said, "Hey, run my card for thirty bucks and give it all to this guy as a tip." And uh, you know it's really really cool stuff like that happens Pretty sometimes cool. on on this group. It's it's actually a really really good community. Awesome. John, hey, there's some jerks, but for the most part, it's a pretty good community. All, all this stuff that we're talking about is t- completely foreign to John. I mean, John would never get join a, any type of social community website at all. Right, John? Well, technically, I guess they're mostly like news sites, just yeah. with like high amounts. It's like community news aggregations. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. John, are you not? You're just not interested in it, right? You don't have to interact. No. Yeah. You just go to the site and look. Yeah. It's like looking for the window in a red light district. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you guys tease me. Well, yeah, I don't, John never joins anything, doesn't do anything. Well, it's like, well. John doesn't see. text message. John doesn't no. have a, doesn't do mobile media. Yeah, he no. doesn't have. That's well, right. Yeah, I have to test. I have to text message. John, now. now you can have Geek Gamer Weekly on your phone. You can, you can download it I to can. your phone. Really? Yeah. And okay. say, hey, look, you guys, check video, this out. Though, right? He yeah. could download the video, too. I got to get my rock player. So and actually, actually, you know... Uh, the video the, plays on phones? The video is HTML5 compliant, so it will play on the yes. iPad, iPhone, Good. and uh, most mobile devices yeah. out there now. Yeah. Yep. No, it's, and if you, you want to watch well, it... I've it, noticed that in the past it's been Vimeo. Is, are we still... Are, is that what you... Is, Vimeo is, is now HTML5, HTML5 compliant. Yes, it is. Yeah, buddy. That's right, man. And uh, if you want to watch the show live, Justin TV does have an iPad and iPhone app, too. That's right. That's right. Oh, right on. That's awesome. Fantastic. And, and the reason why I use uh, Vimeo or Vimo, uh, well, how are it's really supposed to be pronounced? I call it Vimeo. I don't know. how. Yeah, how is it pronounced? Is it Vi- Vimeo? Carefully. I don't know. I've always called it Vimeo. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, well, Vimeo, yeah, but. I use it because that's the only surface that I know of that I can upload full-length video, you know, over an hour plus, and get good, decent quality, you know, without having to host it. Uh, I mean, I still host it for for downloads for for the podcast feed, but 
unfortunately, I don't have a YouTube director account, so I can't upload anything more than 15 minutes. So, yeah. Eh, what you- Thank you, Google. Google, if you're listening, which I know you're not. But if you are, if, could, you, could you hook a brother up seriously? I mean, come on. We'd love to have you on the show. We'll talk. Yeah. Anybody? All right. All right moving on. Hello? Google? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody? Is anybody listening? Anybody, anybody. So it's time for some gaming news. Uh, Dead Rising 2, uh, big game we're very excited about. It's, you know, it's the zombie slasher type of a game. Uh, so get this. You know, we've talked about not buying premium packaged games, you know, games with extras and add-ons. And, you know, recently Call of Duty with the night vision goggles. But well, now, how about how about uh, the Black Ops with the RC car? Oh, I know. Yes, yes. Oh, I yeah. It's or crazy. Halo Reach with the new gear or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that with the new? Uh, no. They get the little new costume. I just saw an ad on it on Xbox Live. No, I haven't. Um, you get a you get a different costume for pre-ordering. Wait, in in game though. You're talking about an oh, in-game yeah. costume, right? Yeah, the, the, we're talking about physical things that you get with the, the yeah. collector's editions. Ah, uh, like, oh, in like the, the, in the, the Halo helmet. <laughs> right, right, right. Because like, in, the, right, in the, yeah. um, the Black Ops collector's pack, you get an RC car, literally an RC car. And it looks uh, like the little one that you have in game just doesn't have the C4 on back. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, so, Joe, since you brought this to, to my attention, um, and we're both card players, we both like playing poker, uh, so I know this caught both of our eyes, but the Dead Rising Two High Stakes Edition. What comes with this beautiful, special, super duper edition of this wondrous game? Well, high high stakes. Uh, I mean, to know the first of all, the little history, a little thing about Dead Rising. Dead Rising One was in a in a mall. Dead Rising Two is in a city called Fortune City, which is um, a fairly obvious copy of Las Vegas. I mean, really. Uh, and so it's it's all gambling related. There's casinos that you go into, stuff like that. Anyway, the the the, um, the Dead Rising uh, High Stakes Edition includes, of course, the game. It also includes a poker set in a black high-impact case sporting the Fortune City logo and includes 100 poker chips in four different colors, all of them featuring the Fortune City logo, two decks of blood-stained custom playing cards featuring character art, Five green dice, Real? one blood-stained dealer chip, a Fortune City visitor map, Terror is Reality uh, 17 admission ticket with redemption code for unique psycho skills pack, downloadable content, and one lucky buyer of the high stakes edition will get a golden ticket um, that is actually redeemable for a six-foot-tall Burt the Zombie replica. Oh my god! Oh, that's awesome! I got a golden ticket. <laughs> so anyway, that's what you get in the pack, and of course, like you said, Chase, we're both poker players. We both, you know, we have plenty of poker chips as it sits in our houses. Yes, um, we really don't need a hundred more, especially because they're probably going to be cheap poker chips. Yes, but the temptation is so disturbingly strong. <laughs> I know, I know. But we have a pact, but, so we can't do it. But what if? But what if, Joe, I bought it for you? What if I went ahead and, 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 I, and, I, and I said, you know what? You're going to circumvent gonna, your own pack. Well, no, no, it wouldn't. Know. It wouldn't, right? Because said, we said we would never buy them for ourselves. So 
You know, here's the Would thing, though, Chase, is, is if you get it for me, <laughs> what platform are you going to get it for me on? Uh-huh. Because I'm going to buy the game, but I'm going to buy it for PC. I'm not going to buy it for console because I still think an FPS on console is retarded. Now, let me check the store here. Is is the is the it uh, is Xbox 360 and PS3 only ooh. for the uh, for the uh, high stakes edition. So, and I'm going to buy it through Steam anyway, so I don't have to worry about getting media. That's true. That's true. So, you know, it's it's cool and all. If I played a lot of console games, it'd be really really tempting, but it's just not for me. So thank you, Chase, for the offer. But uh. <laughs> no, no, it, it, they're not for you because of why? Because I don't want it for the piece the for the Xbox 360 or PS3, primarily because of the controls. Um, okay. yeah, it just I, I I think the mouse and keyboard is the best way to play most modern video games. But this now, isn't this isn't first person. This is my next question. No, but I mean it's it's close enough. Um, you know, I played through. Oh, I didn't play through Dead Rising Dead Rising One because it was forever long um but uh i did play quite a bit of it and i still would rather have a keyboard and mouse plus i mean with with this on on steam i have friends that don't have uh consoles and you can play co-op uh you know with with those people over steam what were you saying um, uh, I, now, ahead, have you guys heard of those devices it's like a i can't remember what they call it now it's like it has some x z b z l r r uh kind of abbreviation but it's a sniper pro setup where you you uh you plug in a keyboard and mouse into this device that you hook up to your xbox and and as you use it just like you would for your pc yeah i I actually have one of those for the 360 and uh the learning curve on it is probably as long as the learning curve would be on just using the standard controller it is not at all straight one to one mapping. Uh, now the PS3 is a little bit more advanced. Right, right, if you have a Bluetooth it. mouse or uh, um, or a Bluetooth keyboard, I think, and you can use a USB mouse, some of the games do support mouse keyboard play. Uh, I know UT UT3 was the first one to really support that and really push that on the th- on the PS3. But um, yeah, the, those adapters. I mean, they they function. It did work. It, there was no. It, it, it was not anywhere near. Well, if you think about it, you know, when you're playing a PC game, if you twitch the mouse, you know, if you get it set right, if you twitch the mouse just yeah. the right way, you can spin around. And on a on a sure. Xbox, you're limited to how fast pushing the the control stick all the way over goes. So there's no mapping that sort of direction. You know, it's it's it it just doesn't quite work the way it should. Um, it is, I would say, it's better than a than a controller, but it's not it's not perfect by any means. Not a hundred dollars better. No, I wouldn't. I don't think it's a hundred dollars better. Well, Joe, if if uh, if if I saw a box show up on my doorstep, and it had Dead Rising Two High Stakes Edition, I wouldn't complain. Now, let me ask you this: Here's the second question: What if I bought one to give away for the show? But I guess we're not buying it for ourselves. I guess so. But no, I, I well, if I can't you do if that. you, I think if you buy buy it. And give away the Dead Rising two game on the show, yeah. But kept the extra stuff, maybe. See, gosh, we didn't we didn't write our own loopholes into this. No, that's, no, we that's, really should. That's the yeah. problem that we we made here. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll think about that. But we gotta we gotta uh, rise up and get it done. Uh, you got a limited amount of time because this game's coming out soon, and you know there's only a limited supply. Eighty nine ninety nine for the PS three and Xbox three sixty. 
And by the way, you can get this game only on Steam as well on the PC, which, by the way, completely shocked me when I saw that pre-orders were available. And I, I was telling uh, Joe and I think some other people, and, and everyone was like, what? And uh, Carrie, over the weekend at the Damn Land, was just like, oh, my God, double rainbow all the way. Um, yeah. Sweet stuff. <laughs> for, so. for those those who don't uh, care, I, I think Carrie's been on the show, but uh, yeah. I have... I've had him uh, over at my house, you know, for a land. spent spent the night over here playing games, stuff like that. And almost inevitably, what happens is I have Dead Rising on the 360. I will go to bed at like two o'clock in the morning, and he's playing Dead Rising. And when I get back out there at ten o'clock in the morning, he's still, still playing, playing Dead, Rising. Dead Rising. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same game. It's not like he stopped and slept. It's he played it literally all, all night f- long. Yeah, yeah, it's so. great. Uh, Nintendo fanboys, listen up. If you live in the Pacific Northwest or you're just looking for something fun and nice to do and you know maybe instead of playing video games you want to get off your couch and get off your chair. We, I think we might have touched on this last week. I'm not sure if we talked about it during the show or during uh, our, our post show. Uh, but down in Portland, Oregon, uh, in, in uh, Joe's their backyard, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the city has found just you know somebody went through and painted some super mario kart symbols down on the street now i'm going to play to you guys a, a quick 30 second clip here uh from the news story and take a listen and you'll you'll hear it uh as it well bananas mushrooms stars one of portland's bike lanes now looks more like a racetrack on nintendo's mario kart This is happening on North Williams Avenue. There's a set of speed-boosting arrows like this. There are also a couple bananas. In the game, they make you spin out. Also a mushroom, which gives you a speed boost, and also a star, and that, of course, makes you invincible. It's unclear who did this or why, or if the city plans to remove all those symbols. Joe, have you gone and seen this yet? I haven't gone up and seen them in person. Oh, Joe, you got to go do it, man. I, I really should go do that. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, they look like somebody just grabbed out a stencil and sprayed down some quick yellow spray paint. They, they, the pictures look really, really cool. But, but not always. I'll, uh, uh, I'll try to get up there and, and take a couple show, a uh, couple fic, uh, photos myself, so I, you know, actually can see and confirm what they look like. But well, some of them, you know, uh, you know, the the yellow spray paint makes sense for the banana peels and the turbo lines. But you have the mushroom. You know, you know that's some detailed uh, red and white paint there. So someone took a little bit of time to make sure they get it right. You know, and uh, it looks good. It looks very cool. Um, very neat. Uh, hopefully, someone in city government doesn't get all pissed off and go, "We, uh, you know, we don't, uh, we don't appreciate, uh, you know, vandalism of our city streets, and uh, that's very bad. People need to stop doing that." Well, hopefully nobody will do that, but Portland's a pretty um, interesting town, so hopefully it won't be that bad. So there you go. Love Portland. Portland's great. The Rose City. Rock Band 3. I was actually just talking to people yesterday about it. Oh, yeah? Fantastic. Sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead, man. No. No. You were saying about Portland? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, I was just I was just talking about friends or talking to friends who have visited Portland or lived in Portland uh, or down here in San Diego. Just random people saying they're from Oregon, and they're from Portland, and then it's just and it always ends up in a conversation of how how cultured and how great Portland is. And but you know, then again, you, I think it becomes a situation of you love it or you hate it too. So, but that was there all. You go chase. 
Well, I'm sorry. Hold on here. I'm going to interrupt this. John's showing me something. Interrupting Uh-oh. the thing. What's this? Rock player. Oh, it's a little herky-jerky. Yeah. That's a sample. Do? Oh, just a sample clip. That's a sample clip from Born. Wow, there Lady. we go. I'll show it here up to the camera. It's an AVI. There you go. Playing on... It's a 720p. Uh, 720p. And by the way, you, you do have HDMI out, so you yep. pop that right onto a to a screen there. Very cool. Uh, Rock Band 3, folks. Rock Band 3 is just around the corner. Not only that we're going to get a chance to uh, bust out the keytar, or the keyboard peripheral, really, and uh, you know play along with some of our favorite songs and, and stuff, but... Uh, you'll be able to bring in all your music from Rock Band 1, Rock Band 2, and Rock Band Green Day, and Rock Band This, and Rock Band That, and play it. Uh, now, we sent the list to our uh, the guys here in the studio and, and, and uh, you know on the show. Joe, any, any songs uh, that pop out at you that you're uh, interested in uh, rocking down to when you get the chance to rock down? Well, yeah, uh, the the one that popped out in my mind was uh, Rammstein's Du Hast, uh, which, for anybody who doesn't know it, it's a wonderful classic uh, German love song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure it is. Uh, well, it's seriously you translated. It's it's you have you have me. So yeah, yeah it is actually a yeah. sort of a love song. Um, you know, anyway, uh, another one that popped out was Devo's Whip It. Um. There are, there are some interesting songs on here from from you know way back in the day some of these, but uh, I don't know I, I, I don't I don't know I've never bought Rock Band, um, but uh, maybe I'll have to pick it up and and try a few of these songs. Now, Ty, uh, you know, unfortunately, people don't get to see you right now because uh, you know we had some problems with the mm-hmm. video. But you were in a uh, DJ. They don't want to. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Say again. I, I'm saying they don't, they don't, they don't want to. It's, it's a good thing. <laughs> you you play any uh, rock band too at all, or rock band in general? Uh, you know I I do. You know I was I'm, when I first picked it up, uh, I was frustrated because I was just so bad at playing a rock band. But now I've I've learned to love it, and it's just so addicting. Yeah, I'm definitely a big rock band guy. But yeah, I wish. Right now, I'm actually uh, after after the show, I'm gonna go join some rock band with a. Uh, with a, a couple of world famous DJs downstairs, so do they have and DJ it's Hero? Because cool I'm in a <laughs> no, they don't. They hate it. They hate <laughs> it. So, but it'd be cool. Yeah, I wish I could show you guys the studio that I'm in. The setup. I'll have to do another show from in here. But it's it's pretty cool. They got everything set up and a drum kit behind me, and I'm in a real studio. But somehow couldn't get the video to work. Kept crashing. Well, no worries. We'll we'll get uh, hopefully we'll get you on uh, for video next week. Uh, you you have one week. Um, Sony. Uh, now we we are a big proponent of online play. We we play online with our or with our PCs, and you know for those of us who have the Xbox 360, you know we have uh, live accounts, and um, PS uh, also has their network. They announced uh, that um, Sony is considering charging gamers. For used games to play online. So, say for example, you go out and pick up a used copy of, say, Madden NFL 10. Let's say someone played it, they took it back, they don't like it, whatever. You know, they picked up the new one. Sony wants to start start charging uh, for for the used stuff. Uh, well, well, to be fair, on your example though, um, with Madden, okay. EA has already announced that it will start charging ten dollars. 
for oh, gamers that's true. to, to that's use right. to use titles. So why don't we uh, like like uh, say their new Gran Turismo game coming out later this year? Okay, um, Gran Turismo Five is coming out later this year. That'd be a great example. That's a Sony you know title themselves. So yeah, if you were to pick up a used copy of it and go to try to play it online, Sony is saying they might start trying to charge for that um, because you didn't buy the original copy and Sony didn't get their cut of the used sale. What do you? How do you feel about that, Joe? I mean, I I personally. Don't go back and play a lot of games online, older games online. Sometimes I'll see if there's anybody playing, but I really don't try to go find gamers. Do you, or do you think this I, is a cash grab? I think it. Well, it's it's going to be a problem because a lot of stores that do secondhand game sales, uh, Game Crazies, um, which are closed now, uh, but uh, GameStop, uh, EB Games, some of those that do secondhand sales, they will say when you come in and buy a new game, they'll say, oh, you know, we have that used title for, you know, two-thirds the price or 20 bucks off or something like that. And a lot of people will go to that because they figure it's the same game. It's a console. There's no difference. I'll just pick that up. Only now it's not the same game. It's not going to be the exact same thing as picking up the new version. It's It's going to be different. You won't be able to play it online without giving the uh the the console maker their cut. So I think this is going to be a big problem. I think it's going to uh I I think it's it's going to hurt the end users. I don't know if it'll have an effect on the on the console makers. I don't know if if this is, you know, going to be that big of a deal for them, but for end users, especially casual end users who don't necessarily aren't aware of the difference or aren't thinking about the difference, it's going to have a huge impact. Well, well you're already starting to see uh, these major game companies go in and uh, have game codes that you know they they can only be activated once, and you get them with the purchase of a new game. And so, when you go and buy the game used, you don't have those special codes to to get certain features of the game. You're already starting to see that, and you know these they're making more money now more than ever in video games. A lot of these video game companies and. They're they're really trying to capitalize and make even more and kill the resale market, um, and break that down. Now, John, you haven't chimed in much on this. What, what, how you know? Do you think uh, you know? Like, say, for example, you play a game like uh, Soldier of Fortune Two or some some sort of older game title. Do you think that you know if you went and bought another game used, that you should have to pay a price, a fee to do that? Like what Sony's thinking about doing no especially if it's you know it's a it's an older game it's you're just playing it just to be retro or goofing around i mean if you bought the game and it's an older disc right i mean why should have to cough up another percentage on top of that well because these companies are they're saying that uh, you know they're they're losing that potential revenue you know they're yeah, now, if it's... Okay, I should put it this way. If it's a game that they're still selling new, yeah, you know, like I said, Soldier Fortune would be a bad example because that's not being stamped anymore. All right, so, Joe, tell me real quick. How do you think Sony is going to pull something like this off? I mean, uh, you know, when you buy used games, you're not getting an activation code. So, I mean, how are they going to know that a game is even used? Well, if they're going to start doing this with future games, it, it'll be a lot easier. Um, if they're, I mean, current games, that'd be that's really really hard. Uh, you know, they'd have to start issuing um, codes. You know, yeah, literally activation codes that they'd send out to users that say, whenever you play this game, make sure you enter this activation code if you ever have to wipe your console or something. Right. Um, but you know, conceivably, you know, if you're talking about a fifty, sixty dollar game, 
they could burn on on the disk when they go to make the disks. They could burn uh, ID codes into the disk, so it's uniquely identified to you and your account when you use it. Right. Uh, the other option, of course, is just an insert piece of paper that's inserted with the gains that you can only activate once, which is what I think EA has been doing for a while. Um, or not for a while, but for a little while anyway, for some of the online content. One question I have on this is, depending on what approach they use, they're going to run into a problem with, if I have a game and I want to take it to a friend's house to play, am I going to be able to do that? Because it's not a used game transfer. I'm still the one playing it, but exactly. I'm taking it to a friend's house so that we can play it together instead of having to have him come over here or that sort of thing. You know, I mean, what's going to be the solution on that sort of issue? And, and not only that, I mean, how... Uh it, it, I don't know. It, when does it need, really need to stop here? Is this really a big hiccup? I mean, like I said before, these guys are making money hand over fist uh, and and making the big bucks in this uh, in in the new games market. I mean, why do they care? I mean, maybe because they're pissed off that GameStop is making all these all these profits on on the reused and they want to cut them out. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, know. it's going to be. I think it's going to. I think this sort of thing is going to be a big problem for for end users. Casual end users are going to have no idea what they're what to do. Um, people who are in the know, uh, you know, people who listen to this podcast and, and people who are more into this sort of stuff, they're going to be aware of this thing and they're going to have a bigger problem with it. But as always, the vast majority of people out there, the the sheep, as many people like to call them, they're going to have no idea. They're just going to be taken for a loop and and be surprised first time they buy pick up one of those used games at GameStop and they can't play it until yeah. they. A Sony or EA or whoever it's going to be, Activision maybe is going to do it for you know however much they decide they need. Uh, final uh, final story here that we'll talk about uh, is, and you know we we've said it enough. You know we don't encourage uh, piracy. We don't encourage uh, doing anything illegal activity online. You know if you there's a game out there that you want to play and that you like, go out and buy it. Now, we do understand that there are some users out there who would like to use BitTorrent as a, I don't know, uh, place to get quote-unquote demo versions of games. Oh, I want to try before I buy it. Well, it's quite interesting because of a recent survey. And for those gamers that are on the PC platform, a lot of you, and myself and Joe, especially Joe, use something called Steam. And you can buy a lot of games on Steam. And, you know, every so often... Steam will ask you if it, if you mind, if it does a software uh, and hardware survey, and it, it will inventory your system and uh, that sort of thing. So, guess what? Most Steam gamers are avid BitTorrent users. Uh, Flash, Acrobat, and Firefox dominate the listings as programs that are installed. BitTorrent clients, such as uTorrent is installed as almost as many systems that have iTunes installed. I find this quite fascinating that, you know, that this argument from a lot of these companies out there who uh, say, oh, piracy and, you know, BitTorrent is the, the all evil of gaming and, and of all of our stealing our profits and stealing off games, you know, there's proof in the pudding here that most of the Steam gamers have BitTorrent they could steal the game, but they're buying the game. They're buying it on the distribution. Why do you think that is, John? All these people who have BitTorrent, and they're still buying games. What's that all about? Well, BitTorrent isn't just for people, you know, pirating stuff. I mean, there are legitimate things that do use BitTorrent for um, 
distribution. Um, well, you, even though you, didn't, you doubt half these kids are doing it, um, there are, there is some BitTorrent distribution for some Nix distributions. Yeah. Um, I've seen other you know bigger downloads. Generally, when you start getting up into the you know eight hundred plus you know meg downloads, there are generally sometimes an offering for BitTorrent. So it isn't. I mean, there are legitimate purposes, right? But I don't know. You know, like I said, you know, most of them said that yeah, they have it, but they also you have know, some steam. Of the, yeah, this there was a lot of comments saying yeah, we have uTorrent, or you know, they were you know one of the you know, one of the users that had it, but they also said you know it's e- easier and just as you know to convenient to download it on off from Steam. Now to give you some comparisons, and then Joe, I'll, I, I want you to chime in here. Uh, uTorrent is installed in the user now for the users who took this survey. U, uTorrent is installed in 29% of those systems, uh, just under iTunes at 30%. Uh, um, Office access was at 31%. What do you think this says, Joe, about the PC gamer that uses uTorrent and also has Steam? A lot of them have Apple iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have Evos. No. Yeah. Well, well the, the the 30% that have uTorn is not necessarily the same 30% that have iTunes or the same 30% that have Office, uh, you know, Microsoft Office Access. Um, you know what? What I think is really interesting, or I mean, it, I'm actually surprised this number is as low as it is. I expect more people probably use uTorn. Um, you know, it has become the peer-to-peer distribution system out there for both legal and illegal content. Um, you know, I use it. It's often faster for me to download, uh, especially a big Linux ISO or something like that, over BitTorrent than it is over over any regular download method. And there are a lot of things that are that way. I know um, some of the big, uh, I don't think FilePlanet did, but some of the big download companies uh, for a while there were pushing BitTorrent as a good alternative to their download servers because it reduces the load on their servers so much, um, you know, and you can get the files a lot faster that way. So, uh, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm actually surprised that the number is as low as it is. I, I would have expected it to be more than 30%. I mean, we're talking about less than one-third of Steam users having BitTorrent installed. Um, and not just Steam users, but Steam users who agreed to the survey because you do have to click OK on the survey. So... You know what? I, I, I don't think it really says anything one way or the other. Um, it's not. It's just saying they have it installed. It doesn't really say how they're using it. Well, well now they are well, One thing to remember, too, yeah. is... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ty. Go ahead. You're a little bit of a latency because well, you're one, on wireless, but that's okay. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I can't do much. Um, well, the, another thing to keep in mind, too, is a, is a huge portion of Steam users are from... Uh, are, like, land centers and a lot of other, like similar type situations where I don't know if they I think that that could cripple those numbers quite a bit but yeah. not but not immensely obviously but it's just something to think about well this survey was not limited to just Windows users it was included in Mac and one thing to be aware of is this is uTorrent this is just one BitTorrent client another the mainline BitTorrent client was installed on 5.2% of Steam users so you know that's up to 30 Five percent now, uh, and there's some other clients that are used like BitComet. Uh, install rate is two point five percent. So, I wish there was a uh, there is a, a link that you can get uh, on the bottom, and we'll have it in our show notes where you can see the entire hardware survey 
like most users out there are using NVIDIA. 59% of people in this survey are using NVIDIA. 72% are using Intel processors. As far as Mac hardware, um, you know, the most of the gamers are playing on a MacBook Pro, 46%. Uh, 23% on an iMac. So, yeah, there's uh, some really neat things in this July 2010 survey. But, you know, you got to take these torrents and add all the percentages together. Remember, there's a lot of different torrent programs out there. Uh, that, that yeah, but even after you add them together, you're getting up to maybe maybe 40%. I still think it's good. Uh, it, it's still a, a good number of people, but, you know, it, it's... It does still surprise me. I would think it, the the percentage of people who'd have some kind of torrents client um, would be up in the up in the seventy plus percent range. Literally, um, I think there are that many people who are out there using it for probably mostly uh, illicit purposes. Um, you know, but the other thing to think about is Steam's not necessarily the most common. I mean, it's a common distri- digital platform, but it's not the most common platform. I'd be interested to see if uh, if WoW uh, Blizzard started doing a, a hardware and software survey through WoW, what the results yeah. of that would be. You know, what's interesting about the survey, which point. which is great. You know, what the number one uh, video card that is being used right now is top video card for the month of July. It's the ATI Radeon 4800 HD. <laughs> yeah, the 4800 series card. Yeah, That's right, yeah. And that happens. That actually happens a lot where the video card, um, the ATI, the, there's an ATI card that's at the top of the list, but NVIDIA is more popular overall. Uh, I've seen, that seems to have been a trend with the, the Steam stats. I've, I've noticed that in past years. Very, very neat stuff, man. I, 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 I like these hardware surveys. You know, I encourage, you know, you can re, you're, you're remaining anonymous. You're just providing your, your data. And I think this data is important for Steam so they know uh, what the majority of their users are using and they can make the games more customizable to that hardware architecture. I, I think that's important. So, so there we go. Um, Release list time, release games, games. Now, we, we usually go to a, a real easy release list, uh, but they didn't have what we needed this week. Um, they weren't ready to go. But some of the highlights coming out this week is a big Wii game uh, is Metroid Other M. That's, uh, that's coming out this week. That's actually coming out on Tuesday. Also coming out on Tuesday uh, is a Dead Rising Xbox Live arcade title, probably coming out on the PlayStation Network called Dead Rising 2 Case Zero. It's supposed to bridge the gap between Dead Rising 1 and Dead Rising 2. Some other popular titles coming out this week is Prison Tycoon Alcatraz. John's going to be picking that up for the PC. Not. Okay, not. Uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 Ultimate Edition comes with additional bonuses and content. That's coming out for the PS3 and Xbox uh, Castle Crashers coming out on the PlayStation Network. Uh, let's see, any other highlights here? Oh, yes, the Mumbo Jumbo 6-Pack 2nd Edition. That's coming out for the PC. Joe's excited for that one. As you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for Joe's reaction, and I didn't see one, so I didn't go, to, I didn't go with the camera. So there we go. Sorry. That's right. I'll try to do better next time. That's right. Uh, we do this little show called Geek Gamer Weekly every week, hence the name Weekly. Uh, but sometimes, from uh, you know, from you know, when there's special things happening, we might push out 
something. Um, so look in the podcast feed possibly this week. Uh, Joe and myself, maybe John and Ty, depending on who we can gather. Uh, you know, Apple's having a huge announcement this week. I believe they're having it on Friday, uh, Thursday, right? The second. Are they having it on the uh, second? I thought it was actually tomorrow. It, I don't know. I don't think it's the thirtieth. <laughs> Google that, Joe. I'm, uh, I'm checking right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, but Apple's having a huge announcement uh, coming up this week, uh, where uh, some new devices are probably going to be revealed. Uh, chances are it's going to be a new iPod Touch mm. and possibly a new Nano. And Joe might have some news now. Joe? Uh, yeah, it's going to actually happen on Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, it's happening September 1st. The, the, the actual event is kicking off at 10 a.m. Pacific. Okay. Um, and that'll be down in, uh, in California. But um, we won't be in California because no. we're not bigger popular enough yet. No, we didn't get the invite, actually. We, no. You're supposed to get invites. Fail. Yeah, so... So, yeah, we need more listeners. So get more listeners, and maybe we'll get an invite next time, and, and Chase or I can actually go down there in person and do a live feed of what's going on. Well, thanks to Ty, you know, we have a nice new branded mm-hmm. logo. That's we right. Lo- we look more professional. That's I actually right. have to work. Nice. I have to work on the scaling on the – I have to actually manually size the image that you're seeing in the lower right-hand corner on the video. So I have some tweaking I need to do. Because if you actually take well, that, just, as long as you give me the right size, man, it'll be no problem. No, it's it's the software actually. It takes the image and stretches it out to full frame, and I need to actually make it oh. what it's supposed to be. So, so, it's the software. I need I you know what I need? I need something called a TriCaster, where I could get real cameras, okay, and a real hardware solution to do the video stuff that we do. However. It's just too much money, and we're not making anything out of this. There's we're just doing this for some, fun. There's got to be something digital that does that, right? I am there's doing. I'm using it right now. Better. Something called Wirecast, but the problem is it's crashing my system. Better? Well, there's no really middle ground. You got Wirecast, okay, which is a software-based solution, and then you have a hardware-based solution called uh, the uh, the TriCaster. Uh, you know, and there's it sounds expensive. It is expensive. <laughs> You know, and we do this for fun. So, what do you do? So, um, uh, by the way, folks, uh, this weekend, this weekend, which is the Labor Day weekend, so September third, fourth, and fifth, is something big that's happening in the Pacific Northwest. It's called the Penny Arcade Expo. It's PAX. Uh, By the time you hear this, it's probably sold out. I know that they had packed. It's going to be packed at PAX, uh, but I'm going to be there. Uh, John will not be there. Uh, Joe will not be there. Um, I don't know if Umberto is going. I wasn't 100% sure if he was. I might have to buy his ticket for <laughs> So uh, we have uh, uh, you know, just me going and, and, and a lot of our fans, a lot of friends of mine that I know from the Portland area are going to be up there um, and some local gamers as well. So uh, you know, feel free to follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter name is at RealChase. And uh, if you're going to PAX, Please feel free to uh, you know catch me on Twitter and we can do a meetup and it'd be a lot of fun. Can be a lot of a lot of great games to play, a lot of things to see, and I'm going to try to snatch some audio interviews uh, with some uh, some people. That would be booths. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it should be. It's going to be a great time. I, I did a video last yeah, at year. At least some B-roll would be fantastic too. Some what? Just some B-roll, just like going around and taking some extra footage might be really nice. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually made a video. I don't know if you saw it, Ty, uh, from 2009. I think I gave you a link. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, I yeah. definitely remember. That's why I was bringing that up. Sounds right. Yeah. 
Um, I want to say, uh, you know, we are on the iTunes Music Store, uh, so you can go ahead and download us there. We have both the audio and the video versions, so, you know, feel free. And also on our main website at geekgamerradio.com, we have a link to uh, the Zune Marketplace as well, and just our normal RSS feed, so if you don't use the Zune or the iPhone, like John, if you use like an Evo, you can subscribe to us. And I know that Google has a, uh, their own podcatching kind of client, I believe. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but someone will tell me. Some chat room? No, there's no one there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can send us emails, Crickets. questions, and comments uh, or anything that you want. Our, our email address is ggr at geekgamerradio.com. We read them from time to time on the air. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash ggweekly for, to uh, you know, find out neat stuff that's happening with the show, uh, new postings, and special Twitter-only contests that you can only get from going to twitter.com slash ggweekly. I want to say a big thank you to Mr. Joe Falby, our Oregon Bureau Chief. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Chase. Do you have any... Uh, any uh, plugs, Joe? Uh, no, not right now. Looking forward to PAX. Uh, looking forward to seeing what's going to happen at PAX anyway. Yeah. Um, that's it. Looking oh, we do have a, we do have a new um, another land fest coming up uh, in the Aloha campus here down in Beaverton. Um, coming up in a few weeks here. You'd have to check out the website for that. I think it's just landfest.com, isn't it? Landfest.intel.com. Landfest.intel.com yep. to get more info on that. But that's uh, those are usually a good time. Um, I've been to one of those so far. I'm, I don't know if I'll make it to this one or not. I think I might be out of town that weekend. I can't remember. All right. So, but, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Landfests are always fun. I like those. Yeah, they're always good. Those are yep. good. Indeed. Uh, Mr. Ty Cowell. And that's right. I said it right this time. Caldwell. 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 I said Cowell? Cowell. <laughs> like you're going to call a, a, yeah, a Cowell. Well. I always, I, I, I've been saying Cowell because of Simon Cowell from damn stupid freaking, you know, that show, what was that, American Idol yeah. crap. You just call me Tyrell and I'll be good. Tyrell. Cowell. It's essentially my first, it is my first name, but if, it's kind of like mixing my abbreviated first name and my last name together. There you go. Ty, Ty Cowell. Well. Well. And, uh, you know, I got to give you an opportunity here to plug. Uh, you know, you obviously you're you're doing graphics for us, which is great, and uh, you know, website redesign. But I know uh, some people out there will probably love to see stuff for their site and maybe want to get a quote or see your portfolio. Is there anything uh, that people can go and check out? Um, right uh, right now, I'm developing a, a nice solid portfolio. It's kind of hard um, to get a lot of work that clients haven't butchered themselves to show off um but i'm developing a portfolio that i that i can show everybody real soon but um in the meantime people can go to my company's website and see all the stuff i do um i do the, the website um and it's actually kind of a cool company and then there's a lot um of unique things we do so if you go to rescue social change group um, dot com and the abbreviation is rescue scg.com um, S is in Sam, C is in cat, G is in gravel, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <Dot> com. <laughs> and then you can go there. And if you want to just go straight to the portfolio, you can just do forward slash portfolio. 
and you can see a lot of stuff there. But uh, and now you did this uh, site, yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking at it right now um, here. And you did this site, and is this what is the back end? Is this WordPress or what is this? Yeah, that's all developed in WordPress. Is, There's some uh, awesome. little things here and there, some little bit of plugins, stuff, yeah. but uh, try to try to do everything um, as as uh, seamless as possible all together. So everything works together in the back end and. I don't want to plug myself too much until uh, until I'm ready. But, no, that's okay. I know. Uh, and you know, and, and there. And but there, also, I just want to give a, a, sh- a quick shout out and say thanks to the uh, um, to, to Slinky and Lisa for letting me use their studio here, and then also to my girlfriend because I haven't talked to her all day, and she's gonna <laughs> hate me. <laughs> my beautiful, gorgeous, and so loving girlfriend, Casey. Suck up. <laughs> <laughs> God help! God help me! God help me! Uh, well, that's all right, man, Mr. Ty- Tyrell. Uh, you know, I'll just start saying Tyrell, and you're gonna love that. So, so there you go. There you go. Right. <laughs> you know. And I'm I'm looking at your your little about page on, on the on the website, which is nice. A native of the Pacific Northwest, Ty's experience as an anti-tobacco mm-hmm. advocate sparked his interest in RSCG. Since age 11, Ty has been playing games and warping his mind. So, awesome stuff. Uh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're glad to have you here. Uh, and, and finally... I'm glad to be here. My pleasure. Yeah, man. No, and, and finally, seriously, man, I, uh, no, I really mean it. Uh, you, know, I, you know, we've been friends for, for a number of years, way back to Axiom. I still have the, the Axiom right. Gaming with Purpose banner. It's up in my closet right now because... yes. I don't have room for it on the wall because it's a big banner. It's huge, uh, uh, but I but I still have it, and I and I love it. And it's I, huge, and I will not get rid of it. It's huge. Right. That's what I'm she gonna, said. I'm, I'm going to get some more made too, so I'm excited for those. Well, we'll get some uh, GGR graphics made or GGW graphics made. That'd be awesome, man. Just huge. We'll just bad. lay it over John like a blanket. You can buy a really. Really cool giant one from uh, Staples for like a hundred bucks. And you know, I get a huge discount at Staples too. Um, so I yeah. might, might, might want. Ooh, that'd be perfect. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> John Kessler, Mr. John Kessler. That's right. John mm-hmm. is uh, again our entertainment's manager. Yes. And what's on the docket for entertainment tonight? Yeah. Uh, Born an identity ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me let me go to camera two real quick here. Uh, camera two, there we are. Oh, I don't even have the camera up anymore, so I can't tell if I'm even close. Uh, uh, uh man, whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next. That's uh, pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Wait, hold on. Oh, and oh, John, yeah, we yeah. didn't talk about this. Yeah, we didn't talk about this. We could talk about it more next week because. All right, go ahead. Th- th- put it put up on camera two there. There it is, the Core i7 Extreme Edition. The 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 if if you want to spend a thousand dollars on a processor, this is it. But I'll tell you what, I'll you could spend three hundred dollars on a processor, and I'll give you that, that that box. Yeah, no, it only cost me twenty dollars investment. That's right. And who pushed you into this investment? You did. Me. Yeah. See now, if I had if I hadn't been playing, you probably would have won it. Yeah. Well, you know, to make up for that, I think you should give Chase the cooler. <laughs> yeah, I have to give him the cooler. Now, does you want that cooler or the other cooler? There's an oh. oh. <laughs> now, if I put that cooler in here, man, it'd be so loud. It'd be a wind tunnel in here. <laughs> well, 
I got to say, it's 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 always fun. It's always a pleasure to do this show each and every week with these guys and and other friends. And we miss Humberto. We really, really do. He wasn't here again this week, obviously. Uh, but he was at a soccer game on Saturday, and he got to see them win. Uh, and and lucky for Humberto mm-hmm. to to see the Sounders win. Probably still hammered. He's <laughs> <laughs> him hammered. Yeah. We got to get him hammered. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It, that's why it was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> also, want to uh, say real quickly, uh, uh, you know, in in doing this, um, it's 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 awesome. It's a lot of fun, and we and we get to talk to a lot of different people and and, and do some fun things. I I do want to say a, a belated birthday, uh, Mr. Uh, our good friend Kerry Moraz had a birthday last week. Uh, and celebrated with friends at the Damland uh, that we did in uh, Olympia, Washington. Damland.net, if you're always looking for that. Um, and also, I want to say uh, an upcoming birthday. This Saturday is my dad's birthday, uh, Larry. And next week is Umberto's birthday. So we got some birthdays coming up. And then, and then a week after that... Uh, somebody else on the show has a birthday coming up too. So, oh, it's Joe. That's right, it's Joe. And, and uh, Joe, Joe might want to throw together a land or something. I don't know. Yeah, I've been I've been talking about it with a few people, so we'll we'll have to see. Yes, it, the only the only thing is it can't be on the. Um, hold on, I'm stalling here. It, it can't be the weekend of the 18th and 19th. Can't do that weekend. You can't do that weekend. Can't do that weekend. Huh. Can do the weekend before. We'll have to see. Or the weekend after. Oh, we could talk about it. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's it for this week's show. Uh, Thanks to everybody again. I really do appreciate it. We do the show every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, usually. Uh, If we're not here, we'll start at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we end each week's show the same way, each and every way. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. See you guys next week. Ciao. Pop Saget. I had to do that for David. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>